Walker with a mic test. Three, two, one. Walker with a mic test. Check, check. One, two, one, two. Level's good? Sounds good. We're rolling. All right. Here we go. Ah, the studio. The place where magic can happen, where sounds become song, stories find rhythm, and the beat provides the pacing to the message. Texan Willie Nelson put it this way in an interview conducted a little while ago. Three chords in the truth. That's what a country song is. In a song, the sound is what conveys the truth. Where that sound is recorded matters, too. Willie Nelson recorded some of his early work in a place with hallowed halls. Sugar Hill Studios, where the likes of legends lace the walls. Nelson, Elvis, others. They've all recorded here. We're recording the first season of our podcast here, too. Bertani Washington is among a crop of artists hoping to strike gold recording at Sugar Hill. As they play back, what are you listening for? Imperfections. And we could be here all night with this. <laughs> I'm just making sure the emotions are consistent. You know? Because this is a very emotional song. Yes, it is. I if hear. there's anyone primed to convey that emotion and its sound, it's Bertani. She understands music. Not only singing, but she plays keys, bass, drums even. She also understands the space in which she records. Every note, standing on the shoulders of recording industry royalty. I just feel the energy. It's a great room, too. Right, I mean, it's a pretty legendary place to record at. It is. One of my bosses recorded here. <laughs> Maybe you've heard of Queen Bee, Beyonce. Bertani toured with Houston's own... But her sound is signaturely hers. Oh, yeah. I never stop blazing my own path. A path that started in a Texas church choir. Oh, my God. I come so far. Oh and she's God. still going. I think that I am the next big thing from Fort Arthur. <laughs> Bertani shines this week on the Eyes of Texas. It's 9 o'clock on a Saturday. Perhaps not peak hour, primed for crowds unregular. Perhaps the tonic and gin is yet to step outside of the friend zone. But on this night, at this hour... It's Saturday night! Woo! Yes! Make some noise! Make some noise! Yeah. How y'all feeling? Y'all all right? A voice emerges. Singing a song while tickling the ivories, this piano woman... Brittani Washington is her name, and tonight, Brittani is home, as she calls it, performing at Howl at the Moon, a live music bar in Houston's Midtown neighborhood. It's good to have a community that knows you, loves you, no matter who you've played for, you know, they treat me the same way. They're There's a rhythm to Brittani's life. It's heartbeat, a bass line with a groove steeped with independence, tuned with the soul of Texas tradition. From Port Arthur, tell me about your origins. Grew up in church? Yeah, I grew up in church. Man, my mom and my dad, they're both pastors. Your trial did not come to destroy you. That's Apostle Washington there, preaching a sermon called Failure is Not an Option, now pastor of Christ Temple New Life Church in Port Arthur. Ah, uh, but back in the day... Yeah, he was a singer. He was a performer in a, in a male group, and... You know, my mom just told him, it's either the road or it's me. <laughs> so, thank you, Dad, for staying with my mom. <laughs> yeah, good thing he did. 
Port Arthur, Southeast Texas, part of what's known as the Golden Triangle, grouped with Beaumont and Orange. You know, black gold, Texas tea. Oil, that is. History books tell the tale of Spindletop, the salt dome oil field in Beaumont, and the well that blew big, sending oil gushing into the air for nine days, thus driving the U.S. into the oil age at the turn of the 20th century. The oil boom brought jobs, more people, to southeast Texas, upcropped a metropolis, and demand for a sound honed by African Americans from the region. The sound grew. Artists like Blind Lemon Jefferson, known as the father of Texas blues, popularizing that sound, which inspired the likes of B.B. King, Janis Joplin, C.Z. Top. You see, music is part of the fabric of Port Arthur, where, at one point, it was nothing to see folks flocking to Proctor Street, the main drag downtown, to see a live performance at a handful of spots, or Port Acres, which was more racially integrated at the time, with clubs a-rockin' on a Sunday. Ronald and M.P. Washington felt that funk, the soul. Passing that passion on to their children, including daughter Brittani, who, at five years old, got her first break. I had a piano in my room um, growing up in Port Arthur, and I did it for a hobby. My mom checked it out, and she was like, oh, you're definitely playing for church now, so. She did. Manning keys, eventually bass, drums, and singing. That was her first passion. At church, mom directed the music. We always sang my mom's original music. We, being all three Washington children, they performed at church, even took their show on the road. From church to church to church. My dad had church in Louisiana. He had a church in uh, Alabama. So it was just like, oh, we were going to all these churches and playing. It paid off the experience. Bertani left Port Arthur after high school, moved to Houston for college and to perform in her sister's band. Then, late one night, after a performance, a call from a percussionist changed everything. She's like, tomorrow they're doing auditions for all-female band, and I heard about you. The big audition for Beyonce. Actually, when I walked in there, I don't think they took me seriously. That's next on The Eyes of Texas. The sound of an artist is everything, not just voice, the whole package. From the band, drums, keys, bass, to get it right is to have a chance at success. Brittani knows that as she goes over riffs, runs, ad-libs during her studio session. While singing is her first love, Brittani Washington made a name for herself as a musician. In Houston she was, performing here and there. When another artist called her up. She's like, hey, I know you play at the club that I play at on the on my off nights, and I think you should try to like audition. Auditioning for an all-female band. One Brittani wasn't quite feeling initially. And I was like, ah, oh, I'm not really into reality shows, or I don't want to be seen on TV looking a hot mess, or, you know, she's really nervous about that. But Nervous because she didn't quite know what to expect. The pitch to audition, she says, sounded like she was going up for one of those reality shows where women are pitted against one another for the sake of a ratings point. You know, cue tossing a table or hurling a harp across the room in an overproduced, televised fit of rage. She went, though. You can't pass up an opportunity. And turns out it was an audition for a chance to share the stage with Houston's own Beyonce. Summer 2006, Beyonce announced auditions for the band. 
Word came leading up to the release of Beyonce's second solo album, B-Day, that the artist wanted to do something different. Britani gave him different, all right. I showed up in a Madonna outfit with a long ponytail with no sheet music and everyone looked so serious. You mean to tell me they weren't swayed by the Madonna ponytail? You know, the tassel-like attachment that's all long and flowy and stuff anchored to the center of the head? It, come on, it, it, it's iconic. Either way, Brittany knew the odds were against her. At least, that's how she felt. Nonetheless, she knew she had to go off. I practiced what I was going to do with my ponytail that was down to the floor, and I just wanted to look like somebody. I wanted to be somebody because I knew I had the talent. Mom taught her that. Go big or go home is the adage. Brittany says she practiced the song she was told to learn. Work it out from Austin Powers' gold member. Then went to her audition. She was ready. Even if it seems those there to see what she could do weren't. You know, an audition the judges had to play hard to get. But get this, after Brittany practiced the song she was told to learn... They told me, you could just play anything you want to, and they just went back to talking and writing. I was like, well, that's rude. <laughs> but then, Brittany figured she'd channel her roots. What I actually played was my dad's favorite song by Sly and the Family Stone. I, if you want me to stay, I'll be around today. Yeah, you know, I don't know if you know that song. I do. But I played it, and man, after the first pour, after the first bar, it was kind of like everybody just was really interested all of a sudden, and I got a standing ovation, and I got a call back the following week, and I went on tour for seven years after that. <laughs> just like that, the church girl from a blues town wrote her ticket. A couple weeks later, the band was assembled and on tour. Their first live performance with Beyonce happened to fall on Brittany's 21st birthday. I was literally on the stage performing Deja Vu with Beyonce and, uh, yeah, looking down and saying, well, happy birthday to me. So it was all about, did I play that note right? Did I do this right? Did I, uh, did I do that right? The women who made up the band, B called them the Sugar Mamas, formed a bond. They felt empowered all women jamming together. We felt like an army. We felt like a team because it was 10 girls. And we just wanted to prove ourselves to the world. We told you she grew up around music, but most musicians she encountered were male. She was always the exception. The band changed that. All while forming a sisterhood, Brittany says, stuck. They told us that when we got to auditions. They were like, oh, I know you guys are used to being the only ones in your group, and it's hard to accept that there's other females here that are as good as you and now it's just time to join and come together and just show the world how strong you could be as a team. Brittany performed with the Sugar Mamas for seven years, traveling the world with Beyonce, but after a bit she felt it was time to try something else. The time had come to move on. I've been recording my own music for a long time, it's just that uh, this was a great opportunity to play with somebody like Beyonce and I was just so appreciative that Man, she took me out of Port Arthur and showed me, showed the world, look what I found. <laughs> she moved back to Houston, enrolled as a student at Texas Southern University. On weekends, she toured with rapper and singer CeeLo Green, who allowed Brittany a chance to expand her reach on stage. When CeeLo Green let me get on the drums, it was like, man, if I get to be a musician now and show everybody I don't just play keyboards, I play bass, and I sing, and I do all this, and I dance, you know? Brittany kept recording, too, on weekends when not writing term papers for college. After graduating, Brittany returned to the studio. Singing. 
You know, there's a lot of pressure that comes with being front and center, stepping those 20 feet forward to the spotlight view. Come with us as we go to the studio with Brittani as she records what she hopes will strike big. That's ahead on the Eyes of Texas. Singers bear a lot of weight when it comes to the success of a project, and much of it rests on their vocals. Brittany Washington knows that as she preps hers for a live studio recording. This session is different. It's not just about Brittany's vocals. She's putting everything on the line with this one. Here she is strumming a few chords on the bass, playing around more or less before the recording session starts when a thought occurs. Brittany asks her manager, Kilo, if it's a good idea to play bass on the song. It's a live recording of her single, Unhappy. Can she plug up? Kilo asks Andy, the audio engineer, if that's a possibility. It seems impromptu, but it's not. If you know Brittany, it's how she hears the sound, the overall package, what she's learned from all those years of touring on stage. Yeah, it, it really helped me understand uh, the movement of songs. Like, oh, it really helped me when I listen to a song. Okay, I got it. I got it. Because I'm listening to drums, bass. If the drums are going to do this, bass is going to do this. And the, it's a weird situation going on in my head when I listen to songs, but it's been working for me. She's self-taught for the most part, learning drums, keys, bass early on in church. Her brain is wired in a way that makes the music her language of choice. It's weird. I hear the bass. I hear the... It's like, either you can go 2-5-1, I'm getting musical on you, or you can go 5-4-3-5-1, or it's, it's, it's so many patterns and numbers going in my head from the bass and the keys. And if you're like me and music theory could be Greek for all you know, Kilo, Bertani's manager, explains how this translates into the sound that's become Bertani's. Bertani, he says, is at her best when she's not just singing, but is allowed to do a bit of everything. Admittedly, that's a sound you don't find much on the radio of late. It's a sound that's, that's authentic, that's needed. And that she can do very well. How so? Talk to me about that. What do you mean she can do it very well? You know, her music background came from playing off the ear. So anything to get on an instrument is is walking in the park. Still, there are challenges, good ones. Kilo says because of Bertani's musical background, sometimes it's hard to get her to focus solely on the vocals if she's just singing on the track. All right, you need to hear yourself. Music is secondary. The lyrics and the words that you're saying, that's, that's utmost, you know. Musician, they worry about the music, you know. But as you can tell, it's hard to take away from that, you know. I was going to ask you, man, as her manager, where is she most comfortable, you think? She's most, most comfortable um, in the ambiance of music. The ambiance of music doesn't matter the venue. 
be it studio, stage, or sanctuary. Bertani Washington says she's ready to shine. I'm blessed to understand what I'm meant to be doing, and yeah, I just feel, I tell everybody, life is like climbing Mount Everest. Like, you see some people who stopped and set up camp, and they didn't keep going, and they died. You know, you got to keep on climbing. It's a, it's a tall mountain. That's what Bertani says she's done for years now, kept climbing. That's her message. It already happened. He already cheated. She hopes it translates in her music. I have a mission, and some people forget their mission. Some people get caught up in other things, but I always have to remember why I started climbing in the first place. Our thanks to Brittany Washington and her team for allowing us to tag along in the studio. I give them a lot of my time. You're not a part of my dream. By the way, Brittany's single, Unhappy, is available for download. You're listening to the live version recorded when we visited. There's more where that came from. On our website, click2houston.com slash eyesoftexas, we've included a video of Ratani performing unhappy. Ah, and there's a picture of the two of us when she visited our studios. You know, she's cool, forever the performer. Me? Well, dork just may be an understatement. Check it out for yourself. You can decide. Remember, if you've got a good story you think would make for a great podcast, let us know about it. Our eyes are your eyes. I'm Brandon Walker. Thank you so much for listening. Join us next time as we go traveling Texas together.